Warning, this podcast contains adult content, including frank descriptions of sex, and lots and lots of swear words. Enjoy. For a moment, Amy wished she could be with them, joining in their private intertwining, She imagined her body lying beneath Shelley's, her dear friend caressing and probing her body as Kathleen's lips roamed kissing and licking over each and every inch of her warm, naked flesh. Oh, hey, Claire. Oh, Neil. How about we do a podcast? Well, I guess that's why we are in this apartment. That's why we're in this apartment with this microphone right in front of us. Oh, a microphone. (laughs) Oh, I'm not even dressed. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Claire. And this is Fuck, Mary Kill, Lit. Where we read two romance novels. One straight one and one queer one. And then we uh, talk about the books and we play Fuck, Mary Kill with the characters. Yes. Yeah. It's, at this point, it's become a catharsis. Okay. <laughs> but also, so many spoilers. So many spoilers. If you've come here just for straight reviews... Um, or queer reviews. Or queer reviews. You've come to the wrong place. Right. If you plan on reading these books, please go read them and then come back. Yeah. Check in with us. Hit pause. Mm-hmm, go to mm-hmm, your mm-hmm. local bookshop or Amazon and get these things. Read them. Come, come back. back. Listen to what we have to say and then share your opinions with us. Indeed. We may or may not agree. It's fine. So, Claire. Yes? What's got you hot and bothered today? Oh, my goodness. If it's something about society being broken, I'm going to feel so shallow. <laughs> like I always do. Uh, something about society being broken. I know. Okay, good. It's about me personally being broken. Oh. 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 No, but I think I was telling you a little bit earlier... I'm on this medication that's a lifelong medication. Mm-hmm. And I have to take this for the rest of my life. Uh-huh. Um, at various levels, probably. The doctor's not going to keep it at this level my whole life. Right. But, like, this is a lifelong medication. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm cool. <laughs> I'm just going to stop taking it. No, <laughs> And I was like, done. Uh-huh. So I stopped. And how did that go? Um, I mean, if if I went for longer, like, this is... This is one of those kind of medications. It's like, it's not life-threatening if I stop taking right. it. But it, it's a quality of life situation. It's a quality yeah, of yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. And the idiotic part of my brain was like, oh, I'm better. I'm going to stop taking this medication that I started taking, and it made my life better. <laughs> so I stopped taking it and quickly realized I was supposed to start taking it. Uh, and... And so it, it was a good lesson in remembering that there's a reason your doctors have degrees. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they know what they're talking about. Sometimes they know. And it was a good lesson in, like, the internet is a place of lies. <laughs> Fact. And, I mean, we live in a cynical society. We, it's, um... Okay, no, we live in a society that wants you to be cynical. And I think there's some validity to that. No. I mean, especially... I I think we should question things. In this day and age. But I also think I should question things with my doctor. Like, I should be like, yo, I feel better. Can I stop taking these meds? And she could be like, no, you feel better because the meds are working, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yes. Well, it's, it's... 
the sort of situation of like if you trust someone right you don't need to be as cynical anymore right and like it's very like I've told you stories about like before landing on my current doctor some of the stuff that I went through mm-hmm. it's just like I trust my doctor and I I feel the same way like we're not necessarily empowered to ask questions of our doctor but we should and that's what doctors want and right. encourage so when you find a doctor that you feel comfortable with and you trust them and you feel comfortable asking questions, when they tell you something, you your default should be to trust them. Well, your default has to be to trust them. Yeah. It's not that it should be. It's that it has to be. Right, right, right. And I think there's that a, a normal amount of questioning and research on your own part is healthy. But then going back to the doctor, getting a second opinion if you need it is important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like in this particular case... I don't know what was going on in my mind. <laughs> Claire? Like, yes? Do you ever know what's going on in your mind? Apparently rarely. Apparently rarely. But, but no, you know what? You're making such wonderful choices. Except for this, obviously. Well, but I think, like, because this was not a life-threatening choice, I feel right. fine about it. And right, I also yeah, feel yeah, like, yeah. Like, it was a good lesson. And a good affirming lesson that... I'm that I'm on the right path and I'm doing good things and that I need to keep going. I need to trust the care that's coming at me. And honestly, I I think sometimes that we don't get that kind of lesson either, that there are people out there who are doing good things for you and they're doing the right thing. And I'm, it's okay that I trust them. So anyway, I learned that lesson this week. I'm back on the medication. Uh Uh-huh. It's fine. I mean, it's one of those, I'm not going to feel the effects of it for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I only realized that I should be on the medication because I've felt the effects of the withdrawal. So. Oh, no. <laughs> but I feel good and I'm happy and I'm excited about how this is going to affect my future self. And I'm happy about it. And Great. I think that is honestly not a place I've been in a while. And I'm looking forward to it. Good. So there we are. I want nothing but the best for you. Shut up. Except except my care. Yes. Great. Yes. Great. Great. Wonderful. What about you? What's got you hot and bothered? Um I guess so I was hot and bothered and then hot again. (laughs) Are you going through the chain? Oh god, no! (laughs) Shut your fucking mouth! I feel like I have three times at this point. Anyway, um, I'm always, I run hot. I'm always hot. Ugh. Anyway. Um, you are menopause the musical. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, just picture me in a pantsuit with a silk scarf pinned to one side of my lapel singing about the hot flashes. Oh, like girl. That, that's me. It's my life. Your kids never call. My kids, they never call <laughs> from the alternate universe in which they exist. <laughs> All right, hot and bothered. Anyway, I, uh, okay, I had, I had one that I wanted to rant about, but I feel like the past few episodes I've just been ranting about things. And as entertaining as I'm sure that is, like, I just want to, like, talk about something positive for once in my, in my life. Um... So I just want to say, we have several friends, personal friends that we know who listen to this podcast, and they've given me really wonderful feedback. And it's like, you know, we're, we're in theater. We, we need affirmation from other people that feel good about ourselves, right? Um, 
and just I enjoy doing this. Like this is a very fun thing that we do, and we do it for fun, and it and it is a labor of love. But it's just so wonderful. Like I have a friend who listens, and at times has like quoted the podcast back at me, which is very bizarre, but like, I really appreciate. And I, um, and I told you about someone that I did a short film with recently that we recently sort of became reacquainted and I told her about this and she's like, oh my God, and I love, I love romance novels. I was obsessed with it when I was like 13. So she started listening and she binged them and then like it was shortly after that it was her birthday. It's on Facebook. I was like, hey, happy birthday. And she's like, oh my God, your most recent episode is the best. It's like, I didn't mean to hijack your birthday, but like I really appreciate you. So I just want to say to all of our fans, especially people who've been giving us positive feedback that like it's been really great. Yes, it's, no. It's been wonderful it's for me. It's like every single time like I've gotten feedback from, like I have... Uh, cousins in Albuquerque, New Mexico, mm-hmm. who've reached out to me and they've said some really lovely things. I have uh, a lot of theater friends who've said some lovely things. I love that your mom listens. My too. mom listens and she said some funny, Hi, lovely Peggy things. Hi, Peggy Sue. Peggy Sue. And yeah, it's been, it's been really encouraging mm-hmm. and it's nice to know that uh, people are listening. Yeah. So, and I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to use this as a chance to create a call to action to, um, to all of our all of our listeners who enjoy us, please tell your friends about us, because eventually I want to get I want to get that blue apron money. Because <laughs> no. it'd be great if I didn't have to pay for these books. No, anymore. no, 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 no. There's a there's a, a condom company <gasps> that sometimes oh my advertises. God, which one? It's skin condoms. Skin condoms. Get at us. Uh, also, I, like I didn't I, want to say it. We gave it free airtime now. That's fine. <laughs> like keep the at fir- it. The first one's free. Here's the taste. Uh, uh. <laughs> but obviously, I am genuinely touched by people that I like. I I came home uh, one night, and my roommate, who does listen to our podcast, uh, of the two, I'm not going to name names. Tony, who doesn't listen to the podcast. Um, but I came home and one of my roommates was in the living room playing on the Xbox and like listening to the podcast, to, to one of our episodes, like on his phone on speaker. So it was so weird. Like I came home and was like listening to us having a conversation. It was, so, but it was like really wonderful. So I just wanted to say thank you to everyone that we know who has given us positive feedback. Like I've, I've really appreciated it. It gets me hot too. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. That's my O sound. That's the worst O sound. I know. This is why. <laughs> this is why I'm single. Oh no! Oh no! Ah. It's fine. Well, should we read the books? Let's talk about the books. Let's talk about the books. So I picked the books this time. Yes. And. I feel it's become ghostly encounters. It's it's become a theme that Claire picks books that are like I appreciate this genre and I want to like represent aspects of this genre that I appreciate and like read books that and I'm like let's pick the weirdest shit possible. <laughs> Dinosaurs. Fucking ghosts. Anyway, so this this time we read Ghost, colon, A Paranormal Ghost Romance 
colon, damned series book one by Charmaine Ross. Uh-huh. And we read The Ghost of Crawford Castle by Magda McCune. It's fair to say, though, The Ghost of Crawford Castle is also The Ghost of Crawford Castle, comma... A Ladies in Love Romance. I'm sorry, I forgot to... <laughs> yes, thank you. This is why I need you in my life. You're welcome. Also, I love the name Magna McCune. Oh, Magna McCune's a great name. I don't know what about... It just, like, it resonates with me. It does. I wish more resonated with me with the book. <laughs> anyway, we'll get into it. Let's talk about the Let's books. talk about the books. Ghost. Colon. A Paranormal Ghost Romance. Colon. Damned Series Book One. By Charmaine Ross. What happens if you could suddenly see ghosts with amnesia? Cassie Hunter wakes to find a man with serious green eyes staring down at her in the morgue, but her initial confusion turns to absolute horror when she realizes this man has been dead for over 70 years! Elliot Stone doesn't know he's dead, or how he came to end up in the morgue, or why he can't keep his eyes off the sexy doctor. Or anything else for that matter. But the truth is, the family curse has awakened. Something Cassie went out of her way to prevent from happening. How can she turn away the soulful, amnesiac detective who strikes a chord in her like no living man has ever been able to do? Ghost is a powerful new paranormal romance series that will captivate your imagination. Follow Cassie on her journey through perilous dimensions of reality to fight for the love of her life. <sighs> so that's what the book says it says. It, yes. So, Clea. Oh my god. Oh what my is, god. What's this book about? First of all, there's a couple uh, of very important things I have to say. D- please do. One, this is not just a paranormal romance. This is a paranormal murder mystery. Yeah! We're in a ghost detective and a lady doctor have to solve a murder! Yes! Yes! It's, it's like everything I want in life. I wish it was sold to me that way because honestly, like this, it was like, as I was reading, I was like, what? 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 Right? Right? Make this happen. Oh my God. I was like, every moment I was like, what is happening? Are you fucking serious? Are you fucking serious? Yes! I was so excited. It, Two, yes. also surprise, uh-huh. takes place in Australia. Yes! Yeah, 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 It takes yeah, place yeah. in Australia! Everything's Aussie! <laughs> Claire did, like, cheer arms. I did cheer now. arms. One at a time. It was just left, right. Everything's was, Aussie. Everything's Aussie. So this also a surprise and also something I had to discover as reading the book. I also didn't know it, like... As an American reading, it's like, it sounds kind of British, but not quite. I kept going, what's with going Where on? Where does this take place? What's happening? I don't understand. And they named Aussie. cities. It's, it's they, in Australia! They've named cities I've never heard of, and then they mentioned the Outback. I was, I was like, like, yes! <laughs> this, this changes everything I think about all of these characters. <laughs> This whole time they've been talking in Australian accents and I am on fucking board. Oh my god. And just like, oh, the oldie timey ghost with the green eyes and the Australian accent. And he's a detective. And he's a detective. There is nothing wrong with this. (laughs) Okay, so what what happens? Okay. So, okay, so in the context of, it's a murder, a, a paranormal murder mystery in Australia. 
Right. So our so our main character Cassie uh-huh. wakes up in the morgue, uh-huh. and she's got. Uh, she's got somebody staring down at her, like, mm-hmm. kind of saying, wake up, wake up, wake up. Mm-hmm. And she freaks out immediately. Uh, I would have to say, like, this first chapter was the most confusing and strangely written chapter of most books that we've read. Right. It was... Because I was like, it was, okay, so she's concussed. She's we zip forward to understand that she's concussed. And she right, went right, down right. to the morgue because she found out one of her patients had died. But he shouldn't have but died. But he shouldn't have died. He was just like, he was fine. They decided to keep him an extra night just for good measure. Right. And he died. But and she didn't died. remember. She didn't remember. She didn't remember how she got there. She didn't remember him mm-hmm. dying. And when she, like, and, like, there was a whole series of things. So this was written from the perspective, this whole book is first person Cassie. Right. So it's not like a lot of other books where it switches perspective between the two people mm-hmm. who are in love. Mm-hmm. It's completely first perspective from her. Mm-hmm. And it's first perspective, somebody in a concussed state. Right, waking up And it just kind of, like, leaned into that. It did. So, I mean, on the plus side, well written for that. On the bad side, this is also my first perspective into this book. So I'm like, I don't fucking know what's happening. Right, I had a lot of notes in the first chapter. not helping like, you. Yeah, the first chapter I had a lot of notes. So I was just like, what the no, fuck is No, I didn't even on? know this was from her perspective. Right. I didn't know it was a girl. I didn't know she was the main character. I right. did not know what was happening Which I at think all. In some ways, speaks to like if this were uh, a novel or like literature with a capital L, mm-hmm. and someone presented it me to me that way, I'd be like, "Oh, this is a super interesting narrative device that this author is employing." But, but it because it's a romance of, novel, yeah. you don't expect it. I would also say it just felt out of control. Like instead of it did a yeah, it was instead of it being on purpose, it felt out of control. It was. It was, it was, I would say, too disorienting. Yes. Yes. Um, you, 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 okay, you felt disoriented because the narrator was disoriented. Right, and she did, like, the writer did a good job of giving us that disorientation feel, but right. it wasn't but as a reader, it, We didn't need yeah, that. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, and, and because we are quite suddenly thrust into a world where one ghosts exist angels Mm -hmm. exist demons exist Mm -hmm. there's soul Mm -hmm. suckers there's like lots of kinds of things like Mm -hmm. there's like like there's a whole panoply of paranormal stuff happening i love the alliteration thank you i appreciate Um, that starting off in this very confused state was maybe it makes me mistrust a lot of the narrative right off which is i think yeah. unfair for the rest of the narrative yeah but two um i will say i mean i i'm i'm excited that um but what charmaine ha- ross like yes did that like, but, good what for it, her. but what it also did which was to its benefit was made the first couple of like chapters were with cassie and Elliot, uh, Elliot Stone, who's the uh, detective ghost. Elliot Stone. Um, really kind of comical in a great mm-hmm. way. Where it's like, where he doesn't know he's dead really. Who knows what's happening? He just, he's attached to her and he's a detective. So he's asking her detective yeah, questions. And she's like, a doctor who's like, why am I things? And like, she's confused and everybody's confused. And it was really fun. Mm-hmm. So she goes back to her office. She's got this ghost detective following her. She's freaking mm-hmm. the fuck out. He's in oldie timey clothing. Oldie timey clothing and super hot. And With this beautiful green eyes. She calls her sister and is like, come pick me up. 
Please. And things we find out right away. Laura is the sister. Laura's the sister. Mm -hmm. Cassie's mother and grandmother both saw ghosts. Right. And Cassie quickly comes to understand that this is probably a ghost, and she started to see ghosts, and that's freaking her out because she thought, one, maybe her mom was just crazy. Two, she's seeing ghosts, and that freaks her out. Mm -hmm. Um, Her sister comes and picks her up, who's a journalist for, like, a paranormal rag. Yeah. Um, And I think that she never took her sister seriously because... Laura's the best, though. Oh, Laura's the best. Um, She never took her sister seriously because she wrote for this weird magazine. Mm -hmm. Um, But now that she's seeing ghosts, Laura becomes a very huge presence in the story, but also Mm -hmm. an important vector for us to understand what else is happening right. because Cassie is uh, the replacement for us mm-hmm. who's new to this world and Laura can kind of help her through um, the first ghost that Cassie actually saw was Henry who Henry was Richards. Henry Richards who, who was, was her the patient, patient that died unexpectedly and that she had gone down to see mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's asking for help Cassie goes to her, uh, Cassie calls her mother and her mother's like don't help any of these ghosts at which point this is becomes like that M. Night Shyamalan movie in some ways like I feel like there's a Six, lot of Sixth Sense, Sixth Sense where there's yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot of like the writer had saw, saw Sixth Sense and was like I can make hay of this so ghosts need our help mm-hmm. to, 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 to move on to the mm-hmm. next world and there are people here who can see them mm-hmm. and kind of help them move on and, and Cassie's mom has rejected this. Right. She's like, also, this was a burden. I didn't like doing this. And I don't want you to do this. Stop doing it. Also, Stop seeing ghosts. People who see ghosts see them as if they are people. Yes. Like when they look at someone, they don't know that they're a ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which causes a lot of problems, which um, their mom had to go like live out in the outback so that she wouldn't see any ghosts. Because we do see a scene later on where... Um, Cassie sees a kid about to get hit by a bus and she's like we have to do something and like grabs the wheel from Laura to pull the car over and like runs out but it turns out that the kid was a ghost and the bus was a a ghost bus Yeah, and it was like a reenactment of the kid's death but she couldn't tell that which is why the mom has to go live in the outback because when you see ghosts, you can't tell that they're ghosts. Right, and, so and Cassie when, freaks out because she's a doctor. Right, and She wants right. to help. And they thought the mom was crazy. I have to say, though, that it was like, mom was crazy. Oh, but now this is happening. Maybe she's not. And then when we talk to the mom, she seems like a perfectly perfectly rational human being. Oh, no, I like thought she was insane. Idea. Okay. Well, no, she's I not. A, the she's not a good person. No, she's. But she's a, not an insane person. I mean, I suppose, but I thought she was. I didn't understand where she was coming from. No, she was awful. But it's like I felt like how like they decided. The writer decided it's like, oh, we're gonna say that we thought the mom was crazy to like add tension to us seeing ghosts all of a sudden, but it wasn't developed well at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I think... Okay, so I'm going to zip ahead and just, like, talk about zip, the zip, mystery zip. stuff. Because ah. I want to get that out of the way a Yes, yes, bit. yes. So what ended up happening was Henry had given all of his money in his will to the Leukemia Foundation because his daughter had died of leukemia when she was a kid. That was so sad. It was sad. And he felt really bad about that. So... And I have to... Sorry to interject, but when Cassie was, like, talking to him, it was like... Hey, do you have any family? And it's like, no, my wife died. What about kids? 
no, my kid died. When somebody says I don't have any family, believe them. <laughs> she kept asking, well, what about this? What about this? That That is family. So when somebody says I don't have any family, that includes spouses, parents, siblings, children, cousins. Yeah. Uh, uh, it goes, bothered me. That goes to the right. And then, and then it was like, I, I and then he was like, my kid died. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. He already said he didn't have any family. Listen to people when they talk to you. Yeah. Anyway, so sorry. So he had, he had uh, he'd written into his will that he wanted all of his money, which was significant to go a to significant the Leukemia Foundation. Um, he one of the doctors at the hospital was not a good doctor. He'd hooked him up with his father, who was a lawyer, and between but we didn't know that right between the two of them, they had found out that this man had an had a son. Earlier in his life that he didn't know about, and they'd rewritten the will so that the son and the mother would get money, mm. uh, unbeknownst to this man Richard. Right. And I'm sure the doctor and the lawyer would also get a cut of that. That's not explained at all. It was all. not explained, and that was like I was, I was like, like, how are these people making money off of this? Yeah. And like that could have been much better explained. Yeah. So they have to track down the son. They have to track down the mom. And there's this whole and it's very it's a pretty good murder mystery. I, will I think say it could have been better written. It could have been better it written, a, especially because it was every, a good setup for a mystery. Every, yes, it was a good setup for a mystery. But everybody had really common names. So it's like, oh, maybe I do know a, I don't know, like a Sarah Smith or whatever her name happened to be. Um. So I felt that was kind of like, eh. yeah. But. Well, and Henry is there in ghost form to kind of help them through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ellie and she's there like, as well. These people. And I did appreciate that. It's like, oh, Sarah and Paul, whatever, whatever. And he's like, I don't know. Well, Sarah's... I don't remember if her name is Sarah, but it's a very common name. It's like, Sarah sounds familiar. I, like, knew this girl once, and, like, we went on a date once, and then I moved away kind of thing. But I don't know this Paul person. And it sounded like they were married. Oh, no, it sounded to me like they had just had a one-night stand. No, the the people in the will. The Sarah Yeah, and but Paul, that, was the, that was the MacGuffin. Which was the MacGuffin, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was well-constructed. It, it, when the, the author knew, like, when I say to a man and a woman who have the same last name, people are going to assume that it's a married couple. And we did, and they did and a we good did. job of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they did an excellent job. Mm-hmm. The writer did an excellent job. Charmaine. What? Charmaine which, did an excellent job. if she's Australian, job. I imagine it's Charmaine. <laughs> anyway. Um, so... Uh, and over the course of the book, they 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 track down this this mystery and they solve mm-hmm. it um, with the help of the detective a little bit. And but honestly, sort of. Cassie is good. Laura is amazing. Laura's the she she has breaks underworld. them into houses. She breaks them into offices. She has underworld connections who can she, hack into stuff. Oh, she's the oh yeah. That what guy's like his, a vampire. Or something. What was his name? I don't remember, but he's like a vampire. But he's like probably. a vampire. But obviously, he and Laura should hook up. They're in the next book, probably. Probably. Um. So, and Laura uh, also, because she studies the paranormal and talks to people, has a lot of insider info for right. things that we need for the things that happen. Because, and here is the single most exciting part of this book. It was so well written, so well put together, and like the best part that it made me want to read more of the series when a lot of the rest of this book fell flat. Yeah. And that was The Soul Eaters. Oh. So, they are... they've So, they've broken into some dude's house, and I, it's fine. You read the book. 
Uh, <laughs> they broke into this dude's house mm-hmm. and they're absconding. They're leaving. They have a uh, paperwork. They, they have paperwork and a laptop and they're leaving to go figure it out. And they stop at an intersection, and this guy is, like, crossing in front the of them. The car stalls, doesn't it? The, it or does, they see the guy? It, regardless. Regardless. The car has stopped. A guy is in the intersection, and suddenly everything smells terrible. It's Disgusting. like sulfur and like shit and death and rotting. And, and then a shadow comes out of shadows, and it's all, like, spiny and, like, claw-y, and it's coming at them. And everyone is so and afraid it, it that they literally freaks everybody cannot everybody out. move. They can't move. And this spine, and it's so well-written. It was it, so well. I mean, okay, but it the freaky. idea it was is genuinely amazing. scary. It was genuinely right, scary because we saw a glimpse of it earlier with a kid getting hit by the bus. Yes, there was like a shadow that jumped out of the bus, and it was just like kind of glanced over. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" But then it's like a desolate road. There's a man, and then all of a sudden there's this shadow, and they feel it. They literally feel paralyzed with fear they're all thinking i want to go away now but their bodies won't react they they feel cold they smell this rotting flesh yes and there's this shadow and thing. and the shadow thing comes in it takes it and takes teeth. the soul out of the man it literally just like picks them up and it's just like and it leaves him dead but also it made me think of ghosts then here's confusing things that happened one every time the soul sucker showed up i really didn't know why and yeah. it should have showed up out of nowhere, and sometimes it seemed to be on their side a little bit. A little bit. It like, just because it soul sucked Paul, the bad guy. The bad guy. Our bad guy that the, I've skimmed over, but yeah, the <laughs> the illegitimate son who was raised thinking that his father had abandoned them when really Henry had no idea that he existed. Mm-hmm. So he and was also like mentally unbalanced. Yeah. But it seems But like I the didn't soul, know why the soul sucker was there. The soul sucker shows up when it's like important for the plot and then just like the first soul it gets to, then it's fine and it goes away. Yeah. And also there seemed to be an angel in that first soul sucker scene, and then the soul yeah. sucker ate the angel too. Sure, or yeah. Or the angel yeah, yeah, yeah. beat the soul sucker. I wasn't they, really sure. They fought and then vanished. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And then there are angels in this, and uh-huh. I thought the angel like that, uh, I was iffy on the angels. Right. Um, I thought they could have been better used. Um, okay, uh, let's talk about... Uh, so, ghosts. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> their relationship was iffy for me. It, but, like, so she was like, I don't want this gift. And she's like, no, I kind of want this gift. And she's like, I want this gift because this ghost is fucking hot. Because this guy's hot. And, <laughs> and she the, was in love with him within two pages. Uh, and it which was, always drives me crazy. I'm on board with it when it works. And this time it did not work. It didn't work. And and I was... Also, he had... He was also no, in love with her right away. He had no personality. No personality. And also, she like... She barely had a personality. She, like, he had, like, when he died so many years ago, like, 40 years 70. ago. 70. 70 years ago. Yeah. He had a wife and kid, but he's, like... And he, like, blinked, and he's with her as a ghost now. And I'm, like... And he doesn't remember his wife and kid at first and then does mm-hmm. later, but I'm, like... Well, oh, no, no, she has to remind she him. She has to remind him, but, like, yeah. no, it would be present in his mind somewhere. And I'm, like, oh, iffy about this. Uh, yeah, as a ghost, he has an erection. Remember that? Yes. <laughs> so, so all ghosts kind of so they they can be on this plane with us, 
Like, mm-hmm. when they either haven't passed on or mm-hmm. whatever, but then there's also sort of a sort of purgatory area. The gray. The gray. Which I, is a fun yeah, way of... Yeah, I thought so, too. It's like gray and misty, and they're alone there. Yeah, and they can be lost in the gray. Yeah, but and they see people like Cassie and her mother and grandmother. Who they have a have, light. They have a light about them, and the ghosts can see the light and go to it. Yeah. And, like, know that these are people that are going to help them. And it was, like, kind of weird that Elliot the ghost detective is the only ghost we've come across who has amnesia. Right. But also he's specifically a helper ghost. Like he is assigned right. to They're her. just like, here you go. Because. Um, By the angelic choir. Because this is hard. And the angelic choir is like, it's all part of the plan. Right. And we find out that he was like a crooked cop. Yeah. And he has to make up for that shit. That was one of my favorite things. And but, least favorite things at the same time. Right. Because so, she, like right away, she's like, you're not that kind of person. No, no, no. I don't believe that. You so just ups- met him, bitch. I was so upset by that. So he was a crooked oh. cop. He remembers all this. He's like. He I was have, in the pocket of, like, the biggest mafioso at mob. the time. He killed and, his partner. And he's like, I have things to make up for. She's like, I won't believe that about you. It was like, this would be more interesting if you did. This book would be 100% more interesting if right. you did believe that about him. Right? Also, because that makes him a fucking interesting character. That gives him anything resembling a personality. And the stakes are high, and it makes Ugh. him interesting, and it, it was kind of glossed over, but it was so great. Also, things you should know, because I did research this, it talks uh-huh. about an airline crash in uh-huh. the book. Was that Re- real? Really happened. Oh. It's on Wikipedia. The author just cut and paste right from Wikipedia for that. Great. Um, Great. Two, Freddy the Frog, uh-huh. uh, which is the mob boss he's supportive in the pocket of. Uh-huh. Real guy. He's like the Australian Al Capone. All that really true. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That does make this book more interesting, but also more of a letdown. Kind of, well, I mean, more interesting, but also I wish you'd like the author had leaned into that a little bit more. Yeah. Like, because I think like yeah. there's so much more to explore there. Because this is book one, and I mean, I don't know where this author is in her career. Um, I do feel like the book got better as it went on. <sighs> in some ways, like I mean, it's always on a track. Like you start a book, it's on a track. Mm-hmm. But I feel like later books are going to be really interesting in this series. Maybe, maybe. I feel... It set a lot of groundwork for things that like kind of hit Claire right in the heart place. Where like the ghosts were could be interesting, the angels could be interesting, the soul suckers could be really interesting. The like yeah. competing needs of like angelic and demonic forces, I'm all yeah. on board. It, for me, as someone who reads a lot of fantasy novels, like that's my go-to genre because right. I love it so much... It, it felt to me like sort of like someone who was taking on more than they could chew. Like okay. it felt to me like she hadn't quite worked out the rules yet. Yeah, and I would agree to that. I, I would argue that a good fantasy novel, even though there's magic, even though there are ghosts, even though there are demons, there have to be rules. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise it's just like whatever you want. Like that's one thing about Doctor Who. And as much as I love Doctor Who, like every episode is this is the rule and this is how the Doctor's going to break it. Just this rule that we just introduced and here's the Doctor breaking it. Yeah. And in some ways that to me is not great fantasy sci-fi storytelling. I love Doctor Who, don't get me wrong. But um, this book felt to me like... She was sort of trying to figure it out. 
Yeah, I would and say, it like, wasn't solidified before she started writing. What it. I kind of wish is like, because this was a this was, was a shorter piece. Mm-hmm. I wish like you're welcome. <laughs> always you, never me. <laughs> <laughs> what I wish it it's taken its time a little bit more. That it had yeah. been, it, like it rushed a lot. It was like now we're gonna quick do this. Now we're gonna quick do this. And it was like this was a book where it could take its time. Yeah, and, and it should have because really, when you look at the if you like block out the plot, really not a lot happens, and it also happens only well. There's one point where she refers to herself as having slept, and it was like that that actually didn't happen. You've been awake for five days. <laughs> like, You've done a lot of Midnight Crusade things. Uh-huh. You kind of took a nap when your mom moved in. Nothing has happened. Nothing, right. I mean, nothing Nothing sleep-wise has happened. You have been go, go, go since you got a concussion. Since you, <laughs> right? And then she's like, I'm concussed. As a doctor, I just want to go home. I'm like, you're already at a hospital. Go talk to another doctor. Yeah, this was a prime example of how one... Physician heal thyself. Yeah, doctors yeah. can be the worst patients. Oh, but yeah. also... Um, I didn't believe she was a doctor ever, except for when she was upset that she had to catch up on her paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we never saw her because she was a like a cardiologist. Yeah, I think so. Something. I'm not quite sure she was a specialist, but yeah. I th- I feel like she might have been. In I, any case, she never she never did a doctor thing other than being in the hospital. I, well, when she couldn't right away because the very first patient she had di- that we saw she had died mm-hmm. and died under suspicious circumstances, so she was put on leave. Right. Which okay, completely so, makes sense to me. But also, the uh, so we find out that it was it's the hot doctor at the hospital. Oh, I love that! I love she had this huge crush on a hot doctor, and it Until turned she out met he the was ghost. the bad guy. But as soon as she met the ghost, she didn't have the crush on him anymore. Right, but yes, like so, if, no conflicted feelings. If the ghost had been better written, right? Like I feel like I would have understood that more. But also, like this idea <laughs> that Christine is taking notes, and I love it. Like this idea, like. You could like, oh, I have a, uh, I have a crush on someone in the ghostly plane. Mm-hmm. This comes up in the next book, but I'm gonna bitch about it then, so I feel weird about this right now. Sure, I feel real weird about this sure. because it could have worked out better in both books. Yep, yeah. One, Lay you have on a me. crush on somebody who's in the ghostly plane and mm-hmm. is important to you, but you can't have a physical relationship with. So you keep having a crush on the person who's in the physical world, but they're not as like emotionally like there for you is right so you're torn between these two like things and i get that but neither of these books covered that very well and i am gonna bitch about that in the second one but anyway (laughs) um, i am so excited to hear your opinion there was a lot of places i felt this book could have gone and it didn't go right there was a lot of fun things i enjoyed that i felt okay about on the whole this was not like the best written book but there no. was a lot of fun things in it. And honestly, like, I think in earlier episodes I talked about how we always understand that these two characters that we know are supposed to be in love are going to get together. Mm-hmm. And it's the wraparound yeah. that we yearn for. It's like, what else is happening? What keeps them together? What are the stakes? How high are they? And in this one, I just never knew what was happening. <laughs> so I was always like... Yeah, how are these two people going to get together? One is a ghost. What is the... 
What is the world? What, what is, is this? The planes of existence. Angels? Angels? Soul suckers? Right. What is even happening? Bring it on! Well, okay, <laughs> so here's the thing that I felt really cheated on is that she realizes that the hot doctor, Dr. Campbell, uh-huh. the hot doctor that she had a crush on is actually Dr. Slate. Right. Who is the son of the law firm because she, they find Henry's son, they figure that whole business out. She ends up in the hospital because she fights a terror demon in the other dimension. And then her injuries she sustained in real life. So she's at the hospital and another patient who should have been fine just like walks in is like what the hell is going on turns out he has the same law firm and they're like mm, i'm seeing a pattern so dr campbell the hot doctor is the son of a partner in a law firm and we find out that their scheme is that he the doctor over they he gets patients in gets them to sign up with the law firm gets them to sign some sort of crazy life insurance policy. He makes them OD on volume and they the law firm gets money somehow. Yeah, although then why would it's Paul not ex- have the volume val- volume? Exactly. It's not explained he at did. all. He had it. Yeah. As if he had given it to her. Right. Oh, but no. then at the very end, when she's like she confronts Dr. Campbell, who's like making out with one of the nurses in a supply closet. He's like, she's like, I know it's you. And he's like, you can't prove it. And he walks away. And then a soul soul sucker steals his soul and then he dies and it's the end of the book. Yeah. And it's like, no, this is this. I know this is a series. The end of this book was trouble. With a capital T that rhymes with P that stands for pool. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So here's the thing. So um, Elliot, our handsome green-eyed ghost detective. Elliot Stone, ghost detective. Mm. He he disappears thrice in this book. The first time he disappears... Not once, not twice, twice, but but thrice. thrice. The first time he disappears, it's because the mom... Cassie's mom is like, Get out! You'll ruin my daughter's life. Don't bother my daughter. I feel bad about this. So he disappears. He comes back and saves saves Cassie when she needs it. Second time, he disappears because a soul sucker comes around and steals him away. And takes him away. And Cassie goes into the gray and saves him. She... Astral projects. Okay, something that pissed me off is Laura was like, I know how this works. It takes people's people years to figure this out. We'll try it in this office while we're both bleeding out because we just had a squabble with Paul who like stabbed someone, shot someone. I don't know. But like we're both seriously injured. Let's try astral projecting right now, right this second. And she does it. Just it's super it hard. And she's like, Okay, I'm done. I got it. Yeah. Henry, take me to the gray. So she asks her projects into the gray and saves Ugh. him. And then in the gray, she's like, I want a rock. I want a knife. I want to go to a beach. And it just happens. She's like Green Lantern. Ugh. Third time Elliot disappears is at the end of the book. And I don't know why he disappeared. I don't either. And then in the epilogue, it's like, I always have Elliot. And it's like, did he come back? Right. No, the end I don't of the know. book is, where is Elliot? Where is Elliot? Uh, that is the end of the book. And then there's a prologue where she's epilogue. like, epilogue, where she's like, ooh, there's more books my, coming and my I'll life always have is, Elliot. My life is so different now and I'll always have Elliot. No, he's gone. Did he's you gone. find him? I where thought is that was he? part of what the second book was We don't be understand. About. I was uh, like way fucking confused. 
but also, so two things. One, these books piss me off when I don't know when they're going to end and I hate them. <laughs> two, this book was short, so even when it pissed me off, there was fun things in it. I was like, but I know it's going to end soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it wasn't like I was, I was on, like, one of the frustrating things about this book was like I was so on board with so many parts I of it. Wasn't. And then I was off, completely off. And I was like, oh, close, so close, and so far. <laughs> yeah, I just. Uh. Anyway, but at one point they are making out. The she, Cassie, and Elliot are making mm-hmm. out in the grave. He totes has an erection. Right, and it's when she rescues kind him, kind of upsetting. Right, she <laughs> rescues him from the fear demon, and then was like, "I want to be away from here." And they end up on a ghost beach, and she's like straddling him. She feels his erection. They're making out. And he's like, you're bleeding. And she's like, no, it's fine. And he's like, yeah, no, but like... Transfer of energy problems. It's, yeah. Ugh. And then he's like... There's, there's rules. And like, ugh, Cassie But see, the this is exactly time, what I'm like, saying. Ugh. Like, the rules the rules are not well Never established. Never made sense. And, and not in a way that the characters don't know the rule. It To me, it feels like the author doesn't know the rules. True. And then an angel comes in and it's like, we have planned everything for you, Elliot Stone <laughs> and Cassie Hunter. Just trust in the grand design. Yes. Goodbye. But you her, you contributed nothing, Angel. Right, but you're five, beautiful but, and you're white and you're blue eyed and you're blonde. But for sure. five more pages than the book gave anybody else to figure anything out. And I was like, why uh, are we still talking to this angel who's just gonna tell us to figure it out for ourselves? Right. Okay, um, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of fun things in this book, there was a lot of not fun things. I actually had a good time reading it. I'm out. Okay. All right, so we're going to get to the next book. But first, we're going to talk about a network of podcasts that we enjoy. Yes, our friends have a network of podcasts called Let Me Listen Podcasts, and we think they're great and funny. You'll find such wonderful uh, comedy podcasts on them as a Narrative Comedy Brawl, Let Me Finish, and Ooh. yes, Classic Comedy Review Show, Late Seating. <sighs> Um, also, I highly recommend a podcast I took part in one time. That Bragging was super fun. much? Fact. Um, it's an improvisational horror comedy serial, American Monsters, and How to Destroy Them. Oh, that's an important life lessons. Fact. So where can we find all of these wonderful podcasts? Well, you can find them in all the usual places. iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. You can also go to their website, lemmelistenpodcast.com. Great. Let's do it right now. No, first we're going to talk about the other book. And then go go find their podcast. These are the things we're doing. Yeah. So let's talk about the next book. Okay, that's the the ghost of Crawford Castle, a ladies in love romance. Amy Crawford didn't believe in ghosts. She didn't believe she would ever find love either. Little does Amy realize that when she inherits an old castle in a rural Irish countryside, it would offer the young woman an opportunity to believe in both. Miss Crawford soon discovers the castle is haunted by a beautiful young woman, Gwenna O'Dell. Amy, believe, uh, Amy comes to realize that she has strong feelings for this ethereal being. Can Amy's love and desire transcend across time and space, even beyond the boundary of death itself, to be with the ghost of Crawford Castle? 
adult content. (laughs) (laughs) But Neil. Yes? What was this book about? Okay. Tell me about this book. Two things right up front. Uh Uh-huh. One. The best part about this book is it was only like 112 pages. Oh my god, this book was fucking forever. This book was fucking forever. This book was like, okay, 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 okay. I am a fast reader. And like, I read most books pretty quickly. And this book was painful to get through. Like, it was a slog. And I'm like, I can't... Oh, okay. One, the Kindle formatting was way off, so it looked like an E.E. E. Cummings poem half of the time. Two, ah, uh, it was just a lot. Please, Neil, talk about this book. My second point. <laughs> so when we when we started this endeavor, Claire got each of us very amusing uh, notebooks to mm-hmm. take down our notes in, and so what I like to do is I write down I type up my notes that I make whilst reading so I have those to like read the quotes for you and then I jot down plot points just to like keep me on track for what good that does you know um and to jot down all the characters um so Claire can confirm that for this book the plot is just a bunch of scribbles yes I wrote down the characters and then Scribbles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's this book is nutso. Bonkers. Absolute bonkers. Okay, so Amy Crawford and her roommate Shelly live in the big city in America. Mm-hmm. We don't know which one. No, it never unknown. says. Probably uh, New York, maybe. Who knows? New York, Chicago, Boston. It seemed the flight LA. to Los Angeles was. I mean, to I- Ireland. Ireland. Was quick. I think it's East Coast. Yeah. Because that would only be a five-hour So I flight. feel like New York. Probably. Anyway, so uh, we'll get into, like, more. But the, the bare bones of this book is Amy Crawford, one day, gets a letter that says, Your uncle died. You have inherited Crawford Castle in Ireland. A little bit outside of Shannon. You have a castle and, like, what's left of your family fortune. And then she and her roommate decide to go stay in the castle. Because Amy needs to figure out what to do with it. Like, am I going to keep it? Am I going to sell it? I've never even seen it. What's going on? Um, What's the uncle's name? I don't even remember. Charlie. Charlie. Charles. Charles Crawford was a recluse and, and was living in the castle alone. So she decides to... So they go to Ireland... To see the castle. They meet Kathleen, who's a local reporter. There's a ghost. That's the book. Like, that's that's the plot, essentially. Well, yeah, there's a, there's a ghost in the castle who is the virgin bride. The virgin bride. 200 years ago? Two, okay, okay. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So, one of the first nights they're there, they invite Kathleen over. Kathleen, oh, something, mix something. I don't know. Irish name. Who, of course, has flaming red hair, just, mm-hmm. like, wafting around. I, I picture, no, no, like, no, no, no. Merida's hair Yeah, 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 yeah. But I have to say, the first thing that happens is they meet, and they go to a bar. The the brown something. And they meet... Angus. The, Angus, the Scottish proprietor, and note, you're Scottish. And he says, I... 
eyelashes. That's it. We don't know why he's Scottish. We don't know why he's in an he's, Irish bar. We don't know why he's in know. Ireland. This is unimportant. Also, there's one point where it's like, oh, she reads like the law firm is in Dublin. And then she says to Shelley, like, oh, it's this law firm in Belfast. I'm like, oh, those are two different countries. Yeah, yeah. Like, figure out what you're doing first. I'm going to say my theory about this book is that the writer, Magda McCune, which again, that's such an amazing it's name. It's a great name. Wrote five different versions of this book and just put all those outlines together for one book. Oh, no. My uh, theory was Is that, that she's an emu and can't remember what she wrote a sentence ago? Uh, my theory was that Magda is a straight old man. Oh, yeah. Who... Yep. Yeah. remembers most of the way through the book that it's now and like I was like oh emails and cell phones like most of this book feels like it was written in the 80s until mm-hmm. suddenly it was There's written now-ish internet. so okay so oh, also the- like the lesbian sex <sighs> is 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 one dumb two not sexy Three, so much like these characters are not characters. Um, they uh, they don't talk to each other like human beings. They don't. Okay, so Shelly and her, uh, Amy and her roommate Shelly have like an instant sex relationship just because they're two ladies who walk around their apartment half naked. Right. It's this weird thing. Okay, so they've been friends since high school, college, high school, and then they were roommates in college, and now they're still roommates. So they've known each other. For quite some time. Shelly is bi and just like, I'm going to have sex because it's fun. Whereas Amy is like, I'm looking for the one. I've had sex with one guy. Dating men is terrible. That must mean I maybe like ladies. Also, I have a huge crush on Shelly. But it's like... Kind of, sort of. Right. It's like, I don't know. Yes. I don't know. Yes. No, I think explaining motivations of characters gives this book a sort of legitimacy it doesn't have. (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) one of their first nights there, they run into Kathleen at in the in the pub, and Angus is like, "Oh, watch out for her!" A bunch of she's a heartbreaker. She's a heartbreaker, which kind of true. Uh, well, not really. Not anyway, true at all. She's so just, then Kath- Kathleen approaches Amy and is like, are you Amy Crawford? And she's like, yes, how did you know? And she's like, this is a small town. Everyone knows who you are. I'd like to write an article about you for the local paper. Can I come visit you? Or Shelly right away is like, I'm going to fuck this chick. Come over for dinner. So she goes to the castle and ends up staying the night. And it's like, have you heard the story of the Virgin Bride? Apparently, 200 years ago, the uh, the head of the Crawford family got married to a young woman. Emphasis on young. She was 18, which was old. Hey, oh, yeah. Oldish oh, okay. so at it, the time. She said 18, but, tre- but it felt like that's... It felt like that... 18 was a rewrite and that it was originally written as 15 15 or 16 because Amy forever referred to the ghost as a child as a child and innocent it was creepy the girl and uncomfortable says so like young lady one doesn't do this and this it was anyway so we discover that Gwenna died on her wedding night by an accident 
No, but actually everyone knows that her husband was jealous of her relationship with his brother. And threw which her was, out the goddamn window. Which was... <laughs> <laughs> it was strictly plutonic. Like, they just got along. And she's like, oh, you're real fun. You're going to be around because you're my brother-in-law, so let's be friendly. And Crazy Pants husband threw out the window. Threw her out the window. And, it, like, within a paragraph, it's like, it's this mysterious accident. And then he killed her. Okay, sure. Um, so... Then Shelly fucks Kathleen. Amy fucks Shelly. Like, this this whole... It's very pornographic. Ridiculous. And not Uh, even because at least... It's not written like a pornography. No, because at least in porn, it's like a human saying something. Well, no, no. It's it's not even that. It's like the sex scenes were so poorly written that it couldn't have been pornographic because the sex scenes were poorly written, but it was plotted like a pornography in that they're going to have sex every couple honey, pages. the everything scene was poorly written. Oh, God. Just like Amy's internal monologue was just insane. Like, she's like, I've had this huge crush on Shelly. What would it be like to be with Shelly? I don't understand these feelings. No, you already you you've already told us that you want to have sex with her and that you have a crush on her. Oh, I don't want to do anything because I don't want to ruin our friendship. Why am I attracted to her? Like it's just yeah. The first time not so. The first time oh. she has sex with Shelly, Shelly's like, I've had a crush on you for, since forever. Uh, oh, me too. Please show me how ladies have sex with each other. How do ladies? Have and sex? so then Shelly goes down on her. And then, and she's like, Shelly plays with her nipples and she says, No one's ever done this to me before, which is becoming a recurring theme in some of these books. And then Amy pushes her off and says, Thank you for making me come. I'm done. And walks out of the room and she's like, Oh, what are you going to do? And Shelly's like, I guess I'm going to sit on the sofa and read a book. Right? (laughs) Every time someone's like, Oh, I have a problem with this. Okay. Yeah. I, I felt like a Claire. I was like, These people are too perfect. They're not perfect, but it's just like, Amy is like, I'm looking for a relationship. Shelly says, I'm not. Are we still friends? Yes. Everything's fine. Everything repeated. Everything. This. Anyway, so eventually, um, Amy starts to see, because she sleeps in the master bedroom, she starts to see the ghost of Gwenna. Also, um, Gwenna's husband ended up killing himself. I don't, I don't care. So the... (laughs) Listen, she's just sort of like scrolling through her Kindle, just like I don't care. Well, I want to find like the thing to read to show, like, because I feel like this needs, like, we need to hear Amy speaking. So the thing is, like, halfway through, most of the way through this book, like, the 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 book was written in such a way that halfway that sometimes the author referred to Amy and Shelley's Amy and Shelley or she and her, but most of the time referred to them as the girl or the woman. The girl, the woman, and it her was, companion. It was uncomfortable. Like, everyone was the girl. Shelly was the girl. Amy was the girl. Kathleen was the girl. Gwenna was the girl. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then most of the time, like, I couldn't even figure out who was talking. Like... Because... Of, mostly because of the formatting. Like, there's just... The formatting was weird. Like, two the people would be would talking at one point. would go on forever. And, yeah. and I was like, oh. who said what? I, for a long time, thought Shelly was the one who inherited the ca- castle. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know it was Amy. I was like, who inherited this castle? What's going... Like, I had to read... Like, I read back and I was like, who inherited this castle? That was a dumbass moment. First 
First things, Amy comes home from work and she's like, I'm so hot and tired. I should get into more comfortable clothes. So she puts on cutoff jeans. No one has put off cutoff shorts in their whole life thinking they're more comfortable. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, and then her roommate Shelly comes home. It's like, oh, she's so sexy. She's sexy because she works in a bank and people who work in banks are sexy. No one has ever thought that in their whole life. Also, also, they, okay, this is another thing. You're going to get angry at me because these are like the sort of specifics that I get hung up on. When you travel abroad... Go to your bank and get cash in that currency before you leave because it's cheaper than exchanging it at the airport. And they did, they're like, oh, we needed to go to the airport to get cash. And I was like, that was dumb. Shelly works at a bank and didn't understand exchange rates. Shelly should have known to get cash from the bank. No, I am not angry at you with this. And Great. here's why. Thank you. Here's what you do. <laughs> Hi, Neil, you've inherited a castle. Yes. Here's all, all the things. It's so exciting. Like, um, Where is the castle? Is it in Ireland or Northern Ireland? Um, un, unsaid. Great, 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 great. <laughs> Who can say? It's in also, Shannon, whichever one that one is. I've delivered this to you by letter, even <gasps> though this is the modern world. Great. Also, you don't Google the castle, so you don't know if it is a castle or a pile of rocks. Also, you've never met your uncle. Great. And never knew that your uncle, who is I'll your go. father's brother, <laughs> yes, yes, had a castle or was Irish. Yeah. Who, who, who? I don't have an uncle Charles, but he had a castle. Yes. Let's go. Also, uh, when you get there, don't investigate this castle at all. No. Don't walk through any I of the rooms. Sh- I shan't. Don't do any of that. Go directly to the bar. Skip the castle and go directly, go to the castle, go, uh-huh. oh, here's where I'm putting my luggage, go to the bar now, okay. and tell Angus, the bartender, who's for some reason Scottish, uh-huh. which is fine, Scottish people can live in Ireland. But, <laughs> so, but also, apparently, every Scottish person is named Angus, as we learned from uh, Rekindled. Yes. Yes. So, go there. Uh, and then say, we were worried we weren't going to get any wine. He's like, why didn't you go into the wine cellar that's in the castle? That I've probably never been to because Charles was a recluse. Right. Also... Charles kept a wine cellar for guests even though he was a recluse. Where was all Charles's money? Uh-huh. He had to have money to keep this 30-bedroomed room castle dusted and clean. He made sure every single room was prepped for guests. He had a, Which doesn't happen in castles. He had a cleaning service come in like once a month. He had a landscaper come in like once a month. Oh, There's money somewhere. Everything was annoying about this book. <laughs> everything was fucking yeah. annoying. So anyway, Amy, Amy, Amy eventually sees Gwenna Odell. Even though she is Gwenna Crawford, she died after the, the wedding. She is Gwenna Crawford. Um, the ghost of, and this is another situation where I'm like, you need to establish the rules where at the beginning, Amy sees Gwenna's murder reenacted, but it's just Gwenna. We don't see the great, great, great uncle, um, acting as part of it. So we just see Gwenna's side of it. So we see her being thrown around and whatever, whatever. And then it, it it seems to happen every night because Mm -hmm. Amy sleeps in the master bedroom where Gwenna was murdered. So then one night she goes in and happens to be standing behind Gwenna when she's about to get thrown and she sort of catches her and it breaks the spell. All of a sudden Gwenna can talk. All of a sudden Gwenna can see Amy. All of a sudden and then it's like, you're dead. It's been 200 years. And Gwenna's like, okay. 
Cool. That's I, fine. I'm also totes in love with you now. How sad that my husband's dead. I didn't love him, but I'm really sad. But I didn't love him. I didn't know him. Everything's fine. I'm in love with you now. It's great. Also, so I don't think this author understood what 200 years ago was like. So we know that this was at least written in the late 90s, early aughts, because there's an internet and there are cell phones. Cell phones that work internationally. So then... You're giving this writer a lot of credit. But at one point, Amy's like, I'm reading love poems. Would you like to read one? And Gwen is like, I never learned how to read. Because it's like, women didn't know. No, this was the Industrial Revolution. The Industrial Revolution was happening when Gwen died. Women of means, you were of means if you were marrying a man who lived in a castle, were taught how to read. She died in like the late... 1700s, early 1800s, and then at one point it said the 17th century. I'm like, she did not die in the 1600s. That was not 200 years ago. Yeah, You was... don't know what you're talking about. Um, I would like to... Yes. <laughs> yes? Oh, that's right. Christine just brought to our attention um, the city of Shannon is in County Clare. Oh, I'm back in these books. You're... <sighs> I'm sorry, I'm everywhere. Sick of you. <laughs> no, okay, so I want to point out something gross and awful. So, right. one of, so, so Amy, I have a thing too. Amy is like into Shelly and sort of into Kathleen and there's lots of sort of And then of like, also into Gwenna. Like Pornhub, like. She I'm does gonna, this well, thing. Well, hold on, hold on, I'm hold sorry, on. Sorry. I'm just, wait a second. Okay. We're almost there. <laughs> so, and, and they're all sort of like shared kisses, whatever. So they go to bed. Their relationships are very casual. All of them are stupid. So, <laughs> so she go. Amy goes to bed, and she knows that Amy, that Shelley and Kathleen have gone to bed together. Yeah. She goes into Shelley's bedroom to talk to her. Who knows? And finds that it's empty. Possibly. The, the point. And then she is, ended up in Kathleen's bedroom. She yeah. watches. Shelly and Kathleen making love to each other. Right. And in a scene that's, it's fine. It can be titillating and this is fine. And I, no, 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 it could be fine, but it wasn't. Because. So, and she watches them having sex and kind of starts to touch herself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, fine. These are sex books and sexy things happen. Fine. But later, Gwenna the ghost is like, girl, I'm interested in sex things. I'm interested in sex things with two ladies. I want to watch you and Shelly fucking fuck. And she's like, that's gross. Don't be weird. I'm like, you already did that. You already did it. And there's no reason to tell this ghost to not be weird. And then the whole time, all of their relationship, and I, I, I'm sorry I said that even, Amy is telling Gwenna, little girl, don't Young be lady. like that. Young lady, don't be One like that. One doesn't do this. One doesn't do this. Don't be like that. And honestly, it was gross. She was diminutive mm-hmm. to her. She was, mm-hmm. uh, she's like, of course I love you, my dear and sweetheart. And treating her like she was a 12-year-old like or 14-year-old that she was going to have a sexual relationship yeah. with. I was and not okay with it. It was, it was obscene and it was right. gross. 
I, we, I'm going to skip to the end real quick just so that we can get on to what we hated the most and then we can Great. move on. Because here's the thing. <laughs> so at the very end of the book, Kathleen and Amy have sort of come to a conclusion that they're going to get together and they're going to... That was so <gasps> absurd. So they're going to turn this castle uh, into an inn. Okay. And then Kathleen discovers that Gwenna the ghost is a real thing. And oh, she's God, like, I'm going to write a whole story about this. <laughs> I'm going to write a whole story about this. And Shelly is like, or Amy is like, no, 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 don't do this. And Gwen is like, don't hurt my girlfriend and pushes Kathleen off the roof of the castle. And then jumps inside her body. And takes that bitch over. And that's how we end the book in a way where she, who is Gwenna Kathleen, go back to the castle with Amy Crawford to live out their lives together. Uh, uh, Kathleen has died, by the way. Kathleen yeah. is 100% died. And according to Gwenna... According to Gwenna, which Kathleen's, I not trust... Kathleen's spirit left her body and and was able to see how much Gwenna was in love with her and so released her body so that Gwenna could take it. That was kind of exciting when she fell off the roof. I'm like, something's happening! Yeah, Yay! Something's happening. This would make a really interesting ghost story that's like a... a Danger, danger, white woman ghost story. <laughs> white women are the worst. They're going to take over your body. Watch out, girl. <laughs> that would have made Ugh. an interesting ghost story. Okay, no, I just, I hated reading this. I hated reading this from the beginning. I hated reading this to the end. It was it was longer than it should have been. It was also shorter. And it was only It was horrific. Pages? I hated it. Mm-hmm. I was tired. I threw the my Kindle across the room at one point. I'm done. Go. <laughs> So I don't uh, like I don't even know. Where, okay, I will I will say. So when they get to the castle, there's rudimentary plumbing. There's no electricity. The castle's in good shape. There are a lot of grounds for them to walk on. They're close enough to town that Kathleen rides her bike back and forth. I will say, if someone said to me, "Here's a castle." go be off the grid in Ireland for a couple weeks, I'd be super excited. Oh, yeah. No, I I'd be so stoked. I don't think that that's a bad part of this book. That's, uh, like, the best part of this book. I, by a very long like, stretch. I would have Like, I would have preferred that if this book was going to be a sex book where it's, like, a bunch of friends have sex with each other and there's also a ghost that wants to have sex with them, <laughs> I would 100% be more on board with this book. But there was, like, every once in a while they threw in weird feelings and it was mm-hmm. back and forth that, that made don't make no any sense. sense. And, and <sighs> there was one point where Kathleen and Amy had to, after Shelly left, because... Shelly goes back to America. Shelly's like, she I have to go back. Job. She's like, I have to go back, I have a job. Amy's like, sure, whatever, it's fine. Amy has a job, too, but apparently it's not important. Doesn't care. So Amy and Kathleen have sex, and then later, when Kathleen comes back, and Amy's like... What would it be like to be with this sensuous redhead and talking as if she they'd never had sex before? And it's like, no, I know for a fact that you have had sex already. What are you talking about? What are you doing? Well, and I've already. I said, don't like, understand. Like, the sexy talk in these books sometimes annoys the hell out of yes. me. Yes. Because uh, it doesn't like it's. And because like it's weird. It's awkward. Yeah. It's not funny. It's like why are yeah. we having and like. This book was like all sexy talk. It's like, oh, all ladies do when they get together is have sexy talk. With and each like other. kiss each other on the lips. And it's just like, oh, it's cold. Can I cuddle in your bed tonight? Ladies I'm just wearing like... my negligee. Yeah. No, that's not how ladies live. Ugh. That's not, roommates don't live like that. No. 
You two male roommates, have you ever, like, cuddled with them in your sexy t-shirts? <laughs> Three things about that. One, I don't have any sexy t-shirts. But untrue, readers. Untrue. Two, they're straight. And three, I've known them long enough that it's like, no, I'm, I'm not even attracted to them because I'm very good friends with them. Also, they're straight. Right, which is why I feel like... This book was written by an old gay dude. Not gay dude, straight dude. Yeah. An old straight dude. Or maybe dude. an old gay dude. It, yeah, maybe. But somebody Who's who like, mm, wasn't let's... a lady yes. who didn't know yeah, yeah, anything yeah. about this and what? just wanted to play mm. out his fantasies yeah. of ladies living together in a ghost castle. I will say two things that I did appreciate. One, that we had the voyeurism scene. Not that I approved of it because it was yet. not consensual. If it had been consensual, I would have liked it a lot better. It's just something we've not seen before. And two, this is the first time that the romantic lead has slept with more than one person who is not also the romantic lead. True. This is the first time, other than 24 Inches, that someone has slept with more than one person. Well, and I would say and this is the first th- time since 24 Inches that this has been a book that is strictly a sex book. This is a right, sex right, right, book. Right, 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 Even though it skipped on the sex a lot. It did. It skipped so much on the sex. It I was, And did. it was like, it's just like, and then they had sex. And I was like, this is all the reason I'm reading you. Yeah. And every once in a while, it did have enough sensuality that it could have gotten me off. It, every it, once in a while, I could have masturbated it, a little to the it, ideas in the book. It got close a couple times. Yeah. But it just, like, wasn't there. And, like, none of these people felt like real people. Except a little bit Kathleen. Just, like, a, a tiny bit. But, like... Well, she had to be the most rounded because she kept having to talk about herself. Because she had to, like... Ex- she had to give exposition for things. Amy didn't feel like a person. She- Shelly felt a little bit like a person. Gwenna didn't feel like a person at all. Also, like, Gwenna kept calling her Amy Crawford. Amy kept calling her Gwenna Odell to just, like, probably create distance to the fact that they are related by marriage. And, like... Amy is descended of the younger brother. But she also kept calling her, like, sweetheart. Sweetheart, love, darling, honey, young whatever. lady. It was, oh, Like, she God. would only call her, like, Gwenna Odell to other people. Like, yeah. to her, she only called her, like, sweetheart, honey. And she did this thing, this super pissed me off, where the, it was established in this book that Gwenna can touch Amy and Amy can feel it. Mm-hmm. And it feels cold. So, like, when, she, like, Gwenna would kiss her on the lips or touch her and she'd, like, feel a chill. So, if they really wanted to, Gwenna could have gotten Amy off. Also, Amy's a pillow princess. She just lies back during sex and let people yeah. do things to her. So then, it's like, oh, Gwenna, she can continue to be a pillow princess with Gwenna. Everything's fine. Because she can't touch Gwenna, but Gwenna can touch her. But then, like, she does this thing. She talks about there are three different loves. There's romantic love and physical love and spiritual love. She tries to explain them. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And then... She was, like, some sort of teacher to this young ghost about what love is. And that was, one, creepy. Two, wrong. If anybody reads this book for what love is, you're wrong. You're wrong. Don't don't believe this book, please. Um, For the love of God, do not believe this book. So then when Kathleen would start... After um, Shelley had left, Kathleen would spend the night kind of regularly at the castle... And they would keep fucking. And Gwenna was like, they had a conversation. Gwenna was like, I don't like when you sleep with other women. 
And Amy was like, well, you didn't have a problem with Shelly. And she's like, okay, okay, okay. I, You and I can't have a physical relationship. You're still alive. You need to have sex. I understand that. So it's them negotiating an open relationship. And then she says, don't have sex with Kathleen. And what does Amy do that night? She has sex with Kathleen. Immediately. And then when... when um, Gwenna calls her out on it. She's like, come on, baby. You can't expect... Like, she sounded like a disgusting straight guy who got caught cheating. And it's just like, come on, baby. You can't expect me to go the rest of my life without sleeping with anybody. It was gross. It was absolutely disgusting. And then, finally, Kathleen is like... She she learns about... Amy's pondering this, like, bed and breakfast situation with the castle turning the castle into an inn so that she can stay ostensibly to stay with Gwenna Mm -hmm. she says she says she's in love and Kathleen's like I'd love to be your business partner because yeah I'm a I'm a journalist but like this is a small town newspaper so I spend most of my day helping local businesses doing their books or whatever so I have business savvy also I could be your sexual partner and they both take that to mean like for the rest of your life yeah which is not what people say and then and then at one point, Kathleen says, you can take me on as a business partner. You can take me on as a sexual partner. You can take me on as both. Whatever you want to do. And Amy's like, no, it's all or nothing. But I haven't made up my mind yet. Why? Why? You're just, you're all idiots. You're all no, stupid people who Amy, don't understand how people exist. No, Amy I don't get it. say at one point, she'd say, I love you. And then she'd say, but I don't know if I love you. I love you, but I don't, but I don't know, know if I love you. you. I love you, having sex with know. you, but I don't know what it's like to have sex with a woman. I don't... The only person I... I mean, I kind of like Kathleen. I also liked Angus. I hated this book. It was a terrible book. <laughs> but Angus is like, welcome. Watch out for Kathleen. You guys are awesome. Hang out whenever you want. Okay, bye. And we never see him again. I will not like anybody in this book. Okay. Because I hated the book. I give nobody any credit. Okay. I, we're we're done. I've gotten through all of my scribble, so I think we're good. Yep. Okay. Alright. Let's play Fuck, Mary Kill with some of these characters that are already dead. Fuck, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> Should it just be Fuck, Mary? Fuck, Mary, dead! <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, no. Fuck, Mary, kill. Do you want to go first? Because I think or we can kill first? forever some of them. <laughs> um, okay, I'll go first. Because I think you went do. first last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, fuck, marry, kill. Okay. Are you uh, Gwenna? Uh-huh. Odell? Gwenna, El- it's Gwenna Crawford. Whatever. She got married, but they kept talking. They, kept- they did not consummate. Oh. I feel that. Oh, it's also important to note that Crawford Castle is a real place. <gasps> In Scotland! <laughs> well, apparently they're just the same place, so... I don't care. It's... All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, Gwenna the ghost. Gwenna the ghost. Uh, Elliot the ghost. Uh-huh. Or a soul sucker. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> literally, I had Elliot, Gwenna, or the angel. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So... Um, I would, I think I'd marry Gwenna. No, well, kind of because she's already ready. I don't want to be bound to that forever. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't infantilize her. Look, I'm marrying a soul sucker. (laughs) I am fucking Elliot. 
but I don't want to be bound to that forever. I don't, he is too emo, but I bet he has an erection, so it's fine. And then I'm marrying that soul sucker, get my soul out of me, it's fine, and I am <laughs> perishing and putting to an end to Gwenna. <laughs> Would you like to hear my thoughts since yes, you please. asked me? Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I I kill a soul sucker. Okay. Because I don't want to be around the smell of rotting flesh. That's fair. Um, I, I'd fuck Elliot, because he's pretty, but he's not a, enough of a, like, he doesn't have any sort of personality to marry him. And I'd marry Gwenna, because, once she's already ready, though, I will, this is another pedantic thing that I was like, that's not right. It's like, oh, she's wearing a white wedding dress. She died before Victoria got married. And Queen Victoria is what started the tradition of white wedding dresses. Oh. So if Gwenna had been wearing a white dress on her wedding, it would have been coincidental, not because women wore white dresses at the time. Interesting. Until then, women wore their best dresses to get married in. And then because Queen Victoria got married in a white dress, everyone's like, I'm going to do what she does. And now we all wear white. Jesus Christ. Yes. We need to get over that. We do. We do. Says the lady who got married in an off-white dress. Well, that's fine. Well, because you weren't a virgin. You couldn't get married in white. It's true. (laughs) Anyway, but the thing thing about Gwenna, as poorly written as she is, I appreciate she was very um, curious about the modern world. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, she comes with a castle, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. I, I feel like she and I would be able to figure it out. I think so. I think yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think our, ours would have been a companionable marriage. There would be no sex involved. We just like in the morning sit and have tea and talk. And like, I'd ask her about stories about the past. I'd tell her about the present. And teach her how to read, even though she knew how to read. She was she was a well-to-do woman of the 1800s. She knew how to read. But we would read things. I'd, like, bring books in. To, it would be fine. We'd figure it out. True. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. All right, your turn. Okay, since you stole mine. Yeah, well, and I already talked. Yeah. Like a, a jerk. Like a joik. Okay. Uh, Claire. Yes. Fuck, Mary kill. Mm-hmm. Cassie. Mm-hmm. Amy. Mm-hmm. Or Cassie's mom. So the three women who can see ghosts. Ooh. Okay. Um. Well, okay. I think I'm going to kill Amy. Okay. Because I find her utterly annoying. And insane. And endlessly insane. Um. Ugh. Shoot. Well, I guess I'm going to marry Cassie. Because I find her better than her mother. So we'll have, I'll fuck her mother. Okay. Because like, then it's like a one and done. <laughs> and then she's off back to the outback. Yes, or... With to, her blindfold on. Yes, exactly. She blindfolds herself so that she can't see ghosts. Right. Which actually seemed like a pretty good idea. Um, <laughs> Can we gag her too? But like Cassie, I feel like she's a doctor. She's got some money But we don't see in. her doctor. We don't see her doctor. Look, this is all on assumptions. Cassie's mother does nothing. She lives in the outback she with her suffering husband. She lives in the husband. outback with her suffering husband. Yeah. So that's where I am, and you? Okay. Um, oh, probably the same. I found Cassie's mother insufferable, but Amy much more insufferable. So I think I'd do... Uh, 
I, but also, like, I don't necessarily want to be married to Cassie because, <laughs> like, she falls so hard. So, like, she, there was one point she was literally ready to be dead to be with Elliot. Right. Like, she went into the gray and was like, I can be with you. I'll just not go back to my body because that's a healthy decision for a person to make. So, I feel like she'd be a little obsessed with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, like... She would a really unsettling way. Too much. Yes. And, like, I have a lot of love to give, but I feel like she would just smother me. Yeah. So I don't know what to do. Okay. Mm. Oh, God. Well, okay. Make this decision because it's forever. Because it's forever. Because marriage is forever always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, also, there was one point. I'm sorry. Just to jump back. Speaking of marriage. There was one point where Kathleen said to Amy, they were talking about marriage. They were talking about, do you believe in like forever after love? And Kathleen's like, I'm not really sure. You know, 50% of marriages end in divorce. And I was like, I know that's true. That's, I don't know if it's true. That's a statistic cited in America a lot. We throw that around here. And I was like, I wonder if that's true in Ireland. Ireland has one of the lowest divorce rates in the EU. Well, it was only just made legal. Like, only in 1970 was, the 1970s was divorce made legal. Yes, but still. No, yeah, but I mean, still, it's a super Catholic nation. Well, yeah, but, okay. But they also voted in gay marriage and repealed the uh, abortion ban. Right. So. But, like, just, again, just yesterday. Just recently. (laughs) But Ireland has progressed. Also, also, like, uh, I don't know. Whatever. It's fine. Anyway, I just wanted to do the research, and now I can say that Ireland has one of the lowest divorces rates in the EU. Take that for what it... Anyway, I'm going to kill Amy. I'm going to... I think I'm going to fuck Claire, and then I'll marry Claire's mom, but send her <laughs> back to the out... Or not Claire. Cassie. Cassie. <laughs> Show me. I know, so many clothes. Okay, I'm going to kill Amy, fuck Cassie, and marry Cassie's mom, but send her back to the Outback while I stay in Melbourne or Sydney or wherever. Genius. Yeah. That's so, that's that. Oi, Gavalt. And what about the books? Um, I'd kill both of them. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I am going to say... I'm going to fuck Ghost, Damned I'm, Book. I'm, I'm judging you for that so you much. You should, though. but there was a lot I enjoyed in it. Uh, I'm gonna it, kill the ghost of Crawford Castle. Yeah, 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 yeah. The thing about ghost colon uh, a paranormal romance colon book of the damned one whatever. I could, if it were better written, I'd be like, oh, that's totally a guilty pleasure book and enjoy it. But it's not well written. Yeah, it's not. It sets up a lot and then a lot of things fall flat. Yeah. Just, like, here's here's the big bad. It's Dr. Crawford. We just found out he's the big bad. Let's confront him. Oh, he's dead now. That's not satisfying, and that's not good storytelling. Yeah, I didn't like so many deus ex machinas in one book. Ugh. Okay. Well, like, literal deus ex machinas, because there was an angel. Like, it is so many. prescribed by God that this is happening. Yeah. I'm gonna, anyway. I'm gonna call that good. Sure. All right. Yeah. 
Hooray! Hooray! So what are we reading next time? Okay, I've picked the books. You have. Um, you have to try to guess what the theme is. Okay, okay, okay. All right. First we're going to read... Well, you can read them in whatever order, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, sure. Love the One You're With uh-huh. by Emily Giffen. Okay. Love the One You're With by Emily Giffen. Okay. And The Flowers Need Watering by Marcus Lopez. Okay. Yeah. Um, is it uh, divorced couples who get back together? No, Am I but close? you are close. Okay, 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 okay. Um, oh, is it? It is currently married or um, monogamous people having relationships or crushes on people outside their marriage. <gasps> oh, no. Okay. Yes. I, I predict things that are problematic already. Are they having affairs? Or now, are they opening up the relationship? I've read the synopsis. Uh-huh. And I would have to say, I don't believe they're opening up the relationship. I'm so upset already. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> well, how long are they? Oh, it's me. Ah, I hate you so much! <laughs> oh my god! Uh, okay. I love you. I love you and everything about you. All right. That's so it. So there we go. So thank you, Neil. Thank you, Claire. This has been super fun. This has been this has been a thing we did. Yes. And Reading these books was not fun for me, but doing this podcast honestly, was a lot of fun. Honestly, these last two books were super hard. Uh, I feel like we haven't had a really completely enjoyable book for a few episodes. Yeah. We've. Ha- I know that you enjoyed... Um, Wedding day, mm-hmm. and I mostly enjoyed just for show. Well, and I enjoyed just for show. But okay, I will say there have a lot of the books we've read lately. There are things that I've enjoyed, but then things that I've disliked enough to make reading them difficult for me. Mm-hmm. And I just I'm gonna my next time picking, I'm gonna pick something fun. Okay. Hope I thought this was gonna be fun. I'm sorry, Christine. By the way. Okay. Christine was so excited for ghosts, but these books were not great, and I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Okay. Anyway. I, but thank you, Christine. Thank you, Christine. For your apartment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, and for these the lovely food and all the wonderful yes, recording yes. work you do and, and all the after work you do. Uh, quick cat update for anyone who cares. Uh, Christine's cat is kind of obsessed with my feet. Very obsessed. And earlier today, I was sitting on her bed with one of my legs crossed, so my foot was sort of sticking out, and he just sort of like rubbed his face continuously on my feet because he just loves them so much. Loves them. <laughs> Neil is now a marked man. I am. Um, thank you, Sorry, listeners. Boys. Thank you, always, listeners. As we said at the beginning, but also thank you now. Um, thank you, authors. Thank you, authors. We did bitch about these books a lot, but honestly, we want you to keep writing. Just thank keep you writing. so much. Do We're, everything you want to do. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to read these books. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and listeners, please tell people. Please... Rate, review, subscribe, all that nonsense. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on iTunes, we're on Mm -hmm, SoundCloud. mm -hmm. Stitcher. And, yeah. Tell everyone, because, like... That's how how we get the word out. That's how we get the word out. 
Also, I'd love to get picked up by a sponsor. Like, the fact that I had to pay money for Ghost of Crawford Castle makes me sad. You're such a whore. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. It's, doing this costs money that I don't want to spend anymore. Anyway, thank you so much. Have thank, a lovely day. Thank you, Claire. Thank you. Goodbye. 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 <laughs>